definitely harm me. Let's pray. God, thank you for your goodness. But God, we thank you for 2018. We thank you for... We thank you that you've been with us all throughout this year, Lord God. We thank you. We know that many of us have had ups and downs and thank you that you've been with us. We thank you that you move forward with us as we go into 2018, that you have plans for us, you have purposes for us. You, Lord God, you have, you've made a way. Thank you, for, thank you for your love, Lord God. We pray that I can properly represent what you've done this year in me today. Thank you for your goodness. Amen. <sighs> All right. So, um, yes, I've been in this church since, since forever, since the womb. Um, and this year I left. <laughs> um, so I've always known that I wanted to be a teacher. I've been teaching kids here since forever and then went to university here to study teaching. And, kind of in, and I always knew that I didn't want to start teaching in Australia. I always knew I wanted to go overseas do something but didn't really have any more information than overseas. Um, in the last two years of my degree I kept getting prophetic words, people get, kept getting prophetic words for Africa for me which I thought was really cool, at least I had a place to go until I realised how big Africa is. <laughs> then I got a little, I was like alright God, Africa good thank you, thank you for telling me where to go but please be more specific. Um, and I remember kind of, yeah, kind of being a bit frustrated with God, being like, thank, like, thank you for Africa, but like, where? Um, and especially as it got closer, and I actually had to think about finding somewhere specific to go. So I remember sitting in this front row, just praying to God, like, God, just, just tell me where to go. You've, you know the plan, you know where I'm going, tell me where to go. I also remember sitting in this front row after worship, Googling where Uganda was after he told me where I was going. <laughs> I knew nothing about Africa, nothing about Uganda. I didn't know anyone who'd been to Uganda. I didn't know, yeah, no one in Uganda, no one who'd been to Uganda. So it kind of was a bit daunting. Um, and there's definitely lots of stories in the Bible of people who were asked to do things, asked to go places, and it kind of seemed a bit crazy, it kind of seemed a bit foolish. When I was making my list, it was people who got asked to do stupid things, but let's go with foolish. Um, so as I was thinking about it this week, the crazy things that God had asked people to do and kind of thinking of a list of the people in the Bible that I wanted to share with you, I conveniently listened to a podcast of a sermon by um, Christine Kane, who was sharing at Stephen Furtick's church, and she had a list, was preaching on something similar, so I thought, why not invent the wheel? Let's use her list. Um, so we start right back at the, in the beginning when we look at Noah in the um, Old Testament. Noah asked God to build a boat, but up until this time, there had actually never been any rain. Can you imagine how foolish you would have looked building a boat in the middle of the desert if there'd never been any rain? Imagine people coming and asking, what are you doing? I'm building a boat. Okay, what for? Well, it's going to rain. Can you imagine people like even trying to understand the concept of rain, having never seen it? We move on to Moses. Moses approached the Red Sea with all of the Israelites behind him, with the Pharaoh and the Egyptians further behind, and all he had was a rod. 
Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how silly someone would have looked with this huge nation of people behind them and all they had was a stick to try and get through a sea? We'll move on to Sarah. Sarah was well beyond the age of bearing children. She even thought it was so foolish that she laughed at God. And I'm sure many people laughed at her as well. But, so, yeah, can you imagine that? Can you imagine Sarah trying to buy baby clothes? People looking at her, all that grey hair. Um, We have the Israelites, an army of people who walked around a wall for six days. All they did was walk. They were fully equipped for war. They were fully equipped to, for battle. They were trained. And all they did was walk around for six days. On the seventh day, they walked seven times. Probably looked even sillier. We have David. David stood in front of a six-foot giant with five stones. With no armor. He put on the armor. It was too heavy for him. He couldn't. He couldn't go in with the armor. It wasn't going to be possible. He stood there with six, five stones. That's all, in the, that's all even before we get to the New Testament. We have wise men who decided to follow a star to find a child. Bit weird. We have Peter who stepped out of a boat to try and, to walk on water. He asked Jesus to bring him out onto the water. We have the um, lady with the issue of bleeding who we all understand in the culture and in that time, the fact that she was even around people, things like that was not appropriate. But she had the boldness to reach out to touch Jesus. We have the little boy who had five fish and two loaves and probably looked foolish to some people, faithful to some, but probably silly to others, offering that to feel, to feed a crowd of people. We have Paul and Silas who looked defeated, in prison, chains on, but they sat there praising God. I think the most, some of the most powerful things in, from these stories is that these people were prompted to do things by God. They were prompted to step out in faith. It seemed silly. It seemed foolish. It seemed weird. Others around them probably were looking at them thinking, are you sure this is of God? But, but Noah did save his family from the flood. Moses did cross the Red Sea. Sarah did bear a child. The walls of Jericho, Jericho fell down. David did, did defeat Goliath. The wise men did find Jesus. Peter did step on the water. The woman with the issue of bleeding was healed. The little boy did feed the crowd. And Paul and Silas did get out of prison. So this is very encouraging and was very encouraging for me when I was told to go to a country where I didn't know anyone. Far away. But God was faithful even just getting me there. Even before, like, even before I bought my plane ticket to go, God was faithful in me connecting with the right people, me finding a place to go. This year I've had free accommodation all year. I've been fed all year. And I now know a lot of people in Uganda. <laughs> um, with lots of prayer and support, especially from this house, Lots of, I went with no finances and I've had finances all year, not just to support myself. But the stuff, like, the stuff I've been able to bless people with this year through your blessings of finances is amazing. So Sally's got some photos. I've just got some photos to show you kind of what my life this year has been a little bit like. So this is one of my classrooms. 
Um, normally they're in rows, but I let them move the tables so they weren't in rows. This is um, my grade five classes, my grade five class. Um, so I will, like, we're just, we, our facilities are actually amazing compared to some schools. Like, we have proper buildings. This classroom even has a door. Um, our, our chalkboards you can actually draw on. Some of them are so gross that you can't even really write on them. Um, yeah, so grade five was one of, so this year I taught grade three, grade four, grade five, grade six. It's kind of like, um, it's like high school, so you have different teachers for different subjects. So I've taught grade three RE this year, grade four English, grade five RE and maths, grade six English for a bit, grade six RE. So I've been, which has been wonderful because I've been able to, yeah, meet with and be involved in lots of my kids' lives. So at my, the school I've been at this year, um, we have about 120 kids, 100 of which live at school. We have kids living in our... And most, it's not, most schools are um, boarding schools over there because they think it's better education. Sometimes it is, but kind of it varies. Um, yeah, so I've lived with 100 kids this year, which was really fun, sharing my bedroom wall with the boys' dorm. I actually at one point had to get some of them to come in and lay on my bed to prove to them how noisy they were. And they're like, oh, actually, you can hear everything we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I can. Especially at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I can. Um, but it's been really fun living with them. So there's a few more photos of what else we've been doing. Um, so we, at school, they... So school starts at 7.30 in the morning and goes until 4.30 plus half an hour of cleaning. Um, and so during the day, they get fed breakfast, which is maize porridge, and then lunch and dinner, which is maize and beans. So this is our kids collecting our maize. So they, we've grown it, it's all out drying, and then it started to rain. So these are my kids frantically running to um, clear our maize before more rain comes and it gets spoiled. Ah, this is mating. This is Agnes and she's beautiful. So she was our matron for a little while to help care for our boys and then she was our cook. So she cooked all three of our meals a day, every day of the week for all hundred plus of us, including the teachers. Um, yes, so there are big stoves that we cook on. We're actually really blessed because lots of places only cook on like open fires. So because we have this stove, we can actually use a really, really small amount of wood so it's a lot cheaper for us to use these. But it's a lot of effort to get it going. <laughs> this is, so this is um, just me at the market, just buying tomatoes when um, mum came to visit. But if you'll notice, I have no shoes in this photo. As mum and I were walking um, to town, because I, yeah, I think we were buying stuff, um, my shoe broke. So we've got a lovely little um, lame man who sits there and tailors everything up. So I gave him my shoes to fix whilst mum and I went and had lunch um, in town. And they wear no shoes all the time. Lots of people know, wear no shoes. As soon as there was a white person walking around wearing no shoes, everyone, everyone in town, like even like in their language, is like, why does she have no shoes on? What's she doing? Crazy lady. <laughs> um, I think the next photo is of our butcher. This is our butcher, nice and fresh. So the, every day there's a goat and a... Um, goat and a cow and just keep coming and carving away until the day's over um, and if so I was um, yeah so I could eat at school or if I wanted something that wasn't maize or 
beans, which I think there's a photo of soon. This is how I had to cook. So it's a charcoal stove and it takes about half an hour to make toast. So coming here and using um, a toaster was really, really nice. Um, and that sometimes I, sometimes I felt like I was living in Sovereign Hill. Um, back in the other photo um, is also our iron. So if you wanted to use the iron, I had to put um, heat charcoal on my stove and then put it into the iron, put it inside out so that the ash didn't get on your clothes and you ironed that. Um, one of, um, so one of the huge blessings um, that I've had this year is to be able to... Um, like just to meet with and be part of so many aspects of the community. So this is um, one of my lovely ladies who um, is our tailor. Um, and just every time our kids... Because our kids would have probably two sets of clothes. A set of clothes that they wear to school, which often isn't like from an old, an old school uniform. Like many of our kids couldn't actually afford the uniform for our school. And then they're um, just day wear. So this lady got lots of work from me bringing all their clothes that just were too worn for them to wear. Um, so this is one of our little girls, Sierra, um, and she is, she was three. Imagine being three years old and going to boarding school. Um, so one of my, and, um, so one of my favourite things to do was just always, especially at the start of the year, and just sit with her and play with her in the, um, afternoon because our kids didn't get a lot of one-on-one time and it was just really special being able to, um, give some of them that. Is that the end of those ones, though? <laughs> We're still missing the photo of our beautiful food. Here it is. Um, this is also a huge serve. I could, that, like, I could probably only eat half of that. But this is what our kids have for um, lunch and dinner every day. So they're at school for like 12 weeks at a time. Um, uh, with one day where their parents will come in the middle of the term to visit them and like get their midterm reports. Um, so one of the like one of the things I've been able to do with finances this year is every time we had a um, public holiday, we would always eat well. So we would have rice and meat and like tomato and vegetables and like beans that actually had salt in them. So I'm very thankful for finances. My kids are very thankful for finances for that all the time because I never finish my food. Because um, I always are so generous and want to make sure that I'm well fed. My kids are always waiting at my door when I finish so that they can like have the leftovers. Um, and they're always like, Madame Jess, I'm not satisfied. My stomach's not satisfied. So on days where we have public holidays and we eat well, they're always, oh, Madame Jess, we are so satisfied. Thank you. <laughs> um, one of the really fun things I've been able to do this year is all our, like, the only, te- the only teaching style over there is chalk and talk. You write stuff on the board, kids copy it in their book and then you, they repeat it back to you and then it's meant to somehow be in their memory. Um, so this is something so simple, like we were doing Roman numerals. So we just, like I had the Roman numerals and the, um, and, uh, like the written numbers and they were just matching it up. But like these kids are so excited to like match up pieces of paper. I love it. They think I'm so creative and like so ingenious. It's good. <laughs> this is, um, so we also so term one they do athletics which is really fun if you've ever seen um, kids practice shot put with a brick um, if you've ever seen kids practice high jump by pulling two banana um, plants out of the ground digging them in and then putting a stick between them that's how we practice for our high jump um, and then term two we also we had um, 
they call it sports day, but it's like activity carnival sort of day so that parents get invited. So one of the activities that they're training for here is um, peeling plantains, so like um, green bananas that they make like a savoury dish with. So here our kids are practising for that. They're very quick. Um, Mum came over for and got to stay at school for a week, so the kids loved her being there. And every time since, a plane would fly over. Oh, Madame Jess, your mummy's coming to visit us again. <laughs> um, so we have a boar at school, but our boar water is brown and runs out quite often. So we, um, we have our Ascari, our guard, who goes and collects water each day. But he was sick one day, so our, some of our boys went and um, collected our water for us. Oh, we can go back. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. So it's been really fun to be at school. Um, one of one of the like most rewarding things I've been able to do this year is so I've taught maths, I've taught English. It's really exciting to see their results actually go up. But one of the best things I got to do was teach RE. Because there's definitely been seeds of faith planted in our kids and our kids definitely know stuff but they've never really been able to ask why and understand why they're told to believe certain things. So I've really loved this year being able to, um, being able to teach that, being able to spend time with my kids out of the classroom and just really cementing beliefs that they had, cementing things that they'd been told and really watering those seeds of faith. I've been able to build relationships with my kids and the families and lots of people in my community. I like the fact that I have my lady at the stationery shop, my lady who sells me tomatoes, my lady who sells me sugar, and it's been really nice to um, be a part of that community. I've also been able to see the finances that I've been blessed with this year bless others. Um, oh, there's, oh, I don't know if it's up there. There was a photo of one of our um, beautiful... Sal, is, is there a photo of a lady with, just with a kid peeling bananas? Um, might not be. Um, so over there, to be a teacher, you don't need any qualifications. You don't really need to even finish high school. Um, so especially in a lot of the lower private schools, um, kids, would they just come out of high school and can be a teacher because... They can, be paid, they can be paid, and because they have no qualification, the schools can pay them quite little. So majority of my teachers have never actually had any teacher training. So the way that some of their ed education works over there is you get a job in a school, you teach during the terms, and then in the holidays, you can go to like uni and, get, and do study during the holidays. So I have been able to pay for one of our beautiful ladies, Esther, to go to university. I told her to go and find me some information about the different ones and she picked the best uni. It's an amazing university and it was <laughs> but she, no, she's so worthy of, she's so worthy of the education. Um, so she is so thankful. So thank you for everyone who's contributed finances. Esther is very um, thankful for that. And like I was only there with, after one term of her being trained and like the changes and the things that she now understood is amazing. So this is like one term out of the three years that um, I'll be sponsoring her for. Lots of my kids who get malaria and don't have money for medicine just have to wait. It's a bit different over there. Like I got malaria and I got it quite badly. But some of our kids over there have had it so many times it's just kind of like a flu and they kind of just have to wait until they get over it. It's not very nice in the waiting process. 
but they can. But so I've been able to pay for treatment, medical treatment this year. So my kids' malaria only lasted like two days, not like two weeks. So that's been amazing. Been able to provide books for my kids. I've been able to um, provide lots of school resources that have um, been able to be used and really have benefited um, our kids. Been able to pay for food on our public holidays and um, just meet the daily needs of some of the people over there. There's so much struggle. There's so so many, um, so much poverty. So many things. And you, um, and I do believe that um, in aid work and development, um, it's not very sustainable to always just give money. There's definitely things that need to be done about education. But I also do believe that in the Bible it tells us to feed the hungry, to give to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick. Um, and I've had the privilege and honour of doing lots of that this year. Um, lots of my kids now have jumpers, who never had jumpers. Um, our matron, who was at school and had to go home for holidays, didn't want to go home for holidays because she um, wouldn't be getting paid in holidays. And she had over two months rent due at her place. The chances of her going, travelling the hour back to where she lived and then being kicked out of her home with her four kids, she's a widow, were quite high. So I've been able to pay her to rent so that she could go home and start her holidays well. Um, yeah, yeah. We've, and, but most importantly, I've been able to um, help educate our kids. Our teachers, um, our teachers' standards have definitely lifted this year as well, um, which is definitely the best long-term support and way to help our kids, is just to give them an education. This year also was really hard. I got malaria. I got a malaria that couldn't be treated for the first two, um, the first two treatments. So I essentially was untreated for over a week. Um, and, but then I got the right treatment, which was amazing. And lots of people, even like I, mum and I had booked to go to saf on safari when she was coming over and I got malaria just before that. And even the person um, who was taking us on safari had cancelled, like I was friends with, and was talking to him, knew I was sick and he'd cancelled my malaria because he assumed that I'd be too sick and that I would have to go back to Australia. So it's amazing that we didn't have to do that. And then I was able to book safari again. Um, it was really hard working in an education system that sometimes you look at and you just think it's crazy. You just think, how are our kids going to come out of this with lots of knowledge? But I'm so happy that um, it's improved this year. Um, there were lots of times this year when I questioned and asked God if I maybe misunderstood him and if I was where I should be. But every time he told me that he called me and that he doesn't make mistakes. I've also had to live in a culture this year that sometimes just doesn't make sense to me. And I've definitely made a few faux pas this year. Did you know that in Uganda you're not allowed to hang your underwear on the line? <laughs> I found that out the hard way. But I'm Jess, your pants are on the line. Yeah, I know my jeans are on the line. What's the problem? No, but I'm Jess, your pants. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, time and time again, God has um, affirmed my steps, especially in finances, going over there without um, just trusting that God would take care of my finances, and he has and in turn has taken care of lots of the needs of my kids. 
Um, God's definitely answered lots of my prayers this year. Um, and I've seen God move in lots of ways. Um, I've seen people continue in their faith journey that often would give up. Like one of my teachers, Esther, the one I'm supporting um, to go to uni, she has three kids, two stay with her husband and her youngest child who was still breastfeeding was at school with her. Um, until one, and then one day her husband called her during the school term and said, Esther, I have a new wife. Um, I have a new wife. You're not my wife anymore. Like, she was so faithful in that and just knew that um, God works all things for good and was just trusting him in that. And often, if, imagine if that happened. Sorry, I have a new wife. You're not my wife anymore. Imagine how many people would be disheartened by that. I've seen my 12-year-old students cast out spirits multiple times this year, which is amazing. Um, one of my personal prayer requests, especially term one, I was like, I'm surrounded by so many people. I have such a community, but I need a friend. I need someone who understands the struggles that I have, who, yeah, so, and God answered that. So if Sal has the next picture, God has answered that prayer, like, sevenfold. Um, so I have an amazing um, group of friends, an amazing network of expats over there, all of which were the same age as me. Um, Sam at the front is an engineer and maintains water sources, so work, um, goes around and um, works on bores and things. Um, next to Sam. Before I left, um, having known nothing about Africa and Uganda, Anna Chapel gave me a book called Kisses for Katie, which was about an American girl who's moved, who moved over, eventually started an organisation and things like that. So that was probably my best understanding of Uganda before I left. And um, Sarah, who's the second one over there, she works at the school that um, Katie started. So it was amazing when I ran into her and was able to make that connection. Um, and Sarah is also a teacher and often goes through the same difficulties that I do so she's like we've been an amazing support to each other this year to be able to um, share each other's frustrations because often they're quite similar. Um, we have Callum who's um, over interning at another water place. We have Lauren, um, Boy Lauren, we have Boy Lauren and Girl Lauren. Boy Lauren at the back he works for an organisation um, that makes paper beads and sells them and like Walmart stocks them and things like that. He's from America. He's also been amazing because on the weekends, um, when I move from the village and go to Ginger, which is a bit bigger, he has a house with four bedrooms. So I've even got um, free accommodation every weekend, which is amazing. Um, girl Lauren at the back um, has partnered. She's from America and she's partnered with another um, girl, Cara, who's from... Who's from... Um, England and they are, one's 23, one's 26 and they have founded their own NGO. So they're amazing and the stuff God's doing within their organisation is amazing. There's me, there's Bold Ed who's over there, <laughs> um, works for a um, company that, um, <laughs> works for a company that um, makes sustainable bricks and then Katie who's his friend who was over visiting when we had Thanksgiving in Uganda. Um, so, Sal, if you can go to the next photo. So, Sarah and then this is Lauren have probably been my biggest support, my biggest blessing this year. So, Lauren and Kara start an organisation that's called Tribe and Glory. Um, their organisation works on women's empowerment. So, they train, train women to make their jewellery product, which I'm wearing. Um, and... 
they have they just decided that if we're going to do this, there's lots of organisations doing smaller scale things. If we're going to do this, we're going to aim big. They're, so they're trying to make, like sell less things for a high profit um, and sustain the work they do. So when they're there, um, they're pro they make the, women make their products from like cow horn and brass and things like that. So they're trained to make that. And then during that, they're getting trained in um, business studies and like women's entrepreneurship so that with the money that they make from making the products at the end of the training they can um, start their own businesses um, they, they, they've put God forward in their ministry so much and have prayed into stuff and God's doing amazing stuff they have um, just signed a two month deal to be stocked in Bloomingdale's in America. They have had meetings with Bloomingdale's, they've had meetings with Vogue. There's a high chance that they will be in American Vogue's magazine in April. Um, and it's just, and it's amazing because it's, when I talk to Sarah, when I talk to Lauren and Cara, we're just amazed because, and time and time it happens again in the Bible that God sends people who aren't trained to do things and it just, we're amazed because it, show, it gives all God the glory because it's not us that's able to do these things. It's like Cara and Lauren have no business training and they've just signed to be stuck in Bloomingdale's for like two or three months. How amazing is that? Um, so this is Lauren and I just wanted to, sh like, because God's doing amazing stuff with the communities that I've been in, but he's also doing amazing stuff in Uganda. So I just wanted to share this story um, of some of the stuff they're doing. So this is um, one of their posts about this lady. So this is Miriam. She's one of the women who joined the Tribe and Glory program in June, and since then she's been taking part in the optional literacy classes. She hasn't missed a single one. Before she joined the program, Miriam couldn't sign or read her name, let alone any other words. The only English word she knew was by. Just six months later, she speaks in full English sentences and she can read and write her and all eight of her children and three of her grandchildren's name. By the way, those children and grandchildren, they're all in school or vocational training through her salary. If you, are, if you think that's amazing, Miriam's about to blow your mind. On top of saving 60% of her salary every month to start her restaurant business upon graduating the program, um, she has been saving extra every single month. Two months ago, she built a toilet block for her and her family through those savings. And in just two months, she will have enough money to begin construction on their new house. She's a force to be reckoned with. So I'm just, I'm so thankful that um, I am able to be in their life and that they're able to be in mine. I'm so thankful that God has partnered us together to um, support each other. And I'm very thankful that I get to go home to Uganda soon to be with them. Um, so that has been my year this year, um, but it's changing next year. So I won't be going back to the school that I'd been at this year. So at this point, I'm still, like, God called me for two years. I feel very strongly that he called me for two years. But at this point, I have nothing besides a ticket back. I don't know. I don't know where I'll be living. I don't know what I'll be doing, but... I'm so, like, I'm so believing and just know that God's got something for this year. That I'm... <sighs> so, love your prayer for this year. I also will need to sort out finances for this year, et cetera, et cetera. But God's been so good to me this year. I've been able to do so much. And I'm so excited for the fact that I'll be able to do the same this year in whatever capacity that will end up being. 
So honoured that I've been able to share with you today and thankful that the worship team went longer so I didn't have to talk for very long. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it when people get emotional because it generally shows that God's doing a really deep work, you know, often, often. And I, and I know that's the case with Jess. There was particular times through her sharing where things had obviously stopped being Italian, stopped crying. <laughs> the anointing of tears. It's like there's that cartoon, you know, cloudy with a chance of meatballs where the policeman can tell his tears to go back up you know like I wish I could had the power to do that wouldn't that be good um but there was a couple of times where where you you shared and one of those moments was when you you said you you were able to bring some some reality to to RE you know stuff can you is there something there that impacted you in particular um so over there, there's a huge acknowledgement of God. There's a huge um, church culture, but sometimes it can just be culture and there's not the relationship aspect that I think maintain, like helps people maintain their faith, especially as my kids will move into adolescence and then adulthood. So I think it's just the fact that they've wanted to question things. They've wanted to understand why it is we believe certain things, why it is we don't do certain things. And I think it's just been nice to know that they're questioning and they're really thinking about it. It's not just like they want to happily just continue going on with stuff. But Is there a standout, a particular child just anything? Ask the question. Ooh. Not a standout one, no. I'm going to keep just peppering. Um, when you talked about clothing and being able to give financially and being in people's lives, that was another moment that you had. Was there, I, I know you shared some, but was there one in particular where... You were just so broken that you, you felt led to, to impart and to help. Um, so my beautiful matron, Agnes, she's just like she's it, lots of people over there have had a hard life, but she's definitely had a hard life. She, even in the role that she's in, is probably paid like like a third of what even a normal person, like a low income person would be paid. She's trying to support four kids and she's just... She has a really good heart and she's trying, like, so many times she just gets frustrated by the fact that she's trying to do good and she's not seeing any fruits of things that have happened. Um, so when I left knowing that, she, like, knowing that, um, like, if she went into a holiday, she's going to go home and probably get sent home, sent out of her rental, all that sort of stuff. And I felt really called to um, just pay that two months rent and all that sort of stuff but like so I just given her a card she wanted to make sure that she had my number before I left so I just gave her a card and she thought it was just my number until she then came into my room um like 10 minutes later after she'd read it and just sat in my lap and like wailed for like 20 minutes it's just amazing that God's been able to use me <laughs> to bring those like to bring those answers of prayer for people yeah, that's awesome <laughs> I love it I, I just it's just so good. We're going to um, ask people to pray uh, for Jess and for the year that's coming in the faith step that you're taking. Um, after we do that as well, I, I know there are some that already support Jess uh, and she has no idea I was going to do this. So already support her monthly. 
uh, and there's a way that you can do that. We can give you details if you want to continue to support her in this coming year. I know some don't have the capacity to do that, but you may be able to give a one-off gift. And so, Jen, I'm letting you know that we're just going to throw the bags around after we pray later. And if people are able to give a one-off gift to support her, that way we can do that before, you know, even as she leaves today, as she flies out. Because um, we love your heart. You know, it's, I love what God's doing in you. If you had to try to capture one thing that God's done in you in this journey, what would it be? I'm just cemented my faith. I just, my, like my faith, my educational stance is just things I believe have really been cemented this year. Yeah. It's really hard sometimes to share your faith when all of a sudden you've got a belief for things that people can't see. Yeah. I guess the word faith just jumps out, doesn't it, hey? Now, let me get this out of the way because you don't need this. This was her protection to stop crying. It, it didn't work. Uh, but for those, please feel free to come forward. This is family, yeah? It's, this is family. If you want to come and, and get near fa- uh, faith, get near Jess to pray, come forward. If you're happy to sit where you are, just can I ask you just to raise your hands towards heaven and pray for her, you know? So come, if you've got a gift of prayer, if you feel like you carry an anointing, you know, whatever it might be, come forward. Laurie, you had a breakthrough in finances. You can come and pray, yeah? Because we want to see what God's put on you, on her. Come on, come, come, come. Everyone stand, come on. She's with people all the time. If you've got a, a heart that just flows with compassion, come forward. If you consider Jess a friend, come forward. If you don't like her, come forward. Um, you know? If you've got a, for those that are prophetic in the house, has anyone had a picture, a thought, a word just while she was speaking? You did? Do you, do you want to share that? Yeah, I've written it down because I wasn't sure if there'd be time. Jess, the, what I sense the Lord saying, and I don't know, I'm a bit older than you. Do you remember Star Trek? I do. Okay, so, and Pastor Andrew will explain it to you later. I, I sense that you're a Trekkie. Boldly going where no man has gone before. Leonard Nimoy, who played Spock in the original series, said, Live, look this, live long and prosper. That's the Hebrew word shin. And that's what the rabbi still to to this day does when he declares Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 26. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as a man of God, I want to declare this over you the blessing of the Levitical blessing, the priestly blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you as protect you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. It's his presence. It's his presence that we need, Jess, as missionaries. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, give you the shalom of heaven. So be blessed in your life and work, sister. Thank you. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, no? Yeah? I just felt God give me that scripture, you know, that he's going to do abundantly more 
and you can hope, dream and imagine. He's just going to like remove your limits. He's going to exceed your expectations. He's going to do like crazy, crazy, amazing things because you're a woman who steps out in faith. You're a woman who, you know, is like all those people that you shared in the Bible this morning. You don't know how it's going to look. You don't know what's going to happen, but you're trusting the Lord, yeah? And when you hang on to God, you don't hang on to other stuff. He's the best person to hang on to, yeah, because he never disappoints us. He never goes anywhere. He never leaves us. And he's going to do abundantly more, Jess. We're going to be so blown away by the stories that we hear and the testimonies of what Father God does through you, yeah? So we just recommission you all over again for even greater things and more abundant things and more extravagant things that you would just shine so brightly that the Father would bring just an abundance of people into your circle and into your world, that he would open doors, that there would be extravagant favour, just crazy favour, that um, that you would just be the hands and feet of Jesus extended. And you are, Jess, you already are, but there's more. There's so much more. There's so much more. And you know what? This unknown, I just sense the Father saying, this unknown has just created an opportunity and a door for God to do more, yeah? You did what you were called to do last year, but God doesn't want you limited to that. So this actual, I don't know what's going to happen next, is God opening the door to a greater step, yeah? Not a smaller one, but a much, much bigger one. Sometimes the floor has to fall away from us for us to step out into greater things, yeah? Or else we can get too comfy. <laughs> Jess, the Lord will set before you table that he prepares for you, uh, like the Psalm 23. But I feel strongly he wants you to be clear and asking what you'd like him to set on the table and you're to keep a record of that, of what you ask him to do. And another side of your life is more m- mystery. And you need to reaffirm with him from time to time simply that you surrender to his will. That you not have any special words or take the initiative, but to simply say, Lord, I surrender to you and what you want to do with me. Amen. So, Father, blessing upon blessing as the journey continues, Lord, in the coming hours. Lord, your safety, your guidance, Lord, your, your sovereignty upon her life, over her life, in her life. Lord, that you would continue to establish yourself within her and through her for those around her. We thank you, Lord God, not only has she been blessed in her obedience, but those that have encountered Jess have been blessed by her. I thank you that she's a carrier of your spirit, that she's a carrier, Lord, of who you are, that she's a carrier of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you that more and more and more of the children of Uganda will get to know all about you. They will encounter you through this woman of God. And we thank you for her. We thank you for her. And everyone in the house said? Amen. Amen. So if we got bags ready. Now, I, I, I know this is really impromptu. This, we have giving cards where you can give by credit card. Would anyone like one of those? I'm just putting it out there. Yep. Okay, Stephen, just on the shelf outside, there should be a giving card. For those that would like more details on how they can support Jess monthly, please feel free to see uh, Nick or Roz or even Mel or Jen in the office because we've got those details. And we can let you know 
how, how that can happen. Um, as far as our church is concerned, the eldership don't know. And when I've got the mic, I say things I shouldn't. But I think we'll continue as we have that last year, yeah? I think that's, that's not even up for discussion. So we'll continue to support you that way. So absolutely. Hey? <laughs> Sorry? Another trivia night coming up. No, so we'll keep you in the loop for that, yes? Now, how quickly does your daughter have to run out the door? What's the go? Yeah? If anybody wants to ask her any questions, yeah, if you want to just find out a little bit more while she's available, why don't you do that? Why don't you get to know her a little bit more? But apart from that, have a wonderful Sunday. Please. Oh, sorry? Oh, the offering. The bags have already gone around, I think. Oh, not down this side. Oh, the giving cards, thanks. So there was one over there with Anna. Anybody else need a credit card slip cardy thingy? Just mark down that it's Jess offering because they'll know when it's processed. Sorry. So have the bags been down one side, is that correct? Oh, can you just put the bags down both sides? That would probably help. I like this side a lot, but there's more people on this side. <laughs> Did you? Oh, really? Oh, the centre. Down here. Come forward. Come further. The, oh, is it this row? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought we were do double dipping or something. I don't know. All right. Now we're done. Okay. Enjoy the coffee and tea. I know that I keep talking about the coffee that you can buy, the real coffee, but let me just say that that $3 that you spend there actually goes towards mission overseas and local. So this year we've given at $8,000, which includes Uganda. It includes the free dance classes for the community. It includes all of that. And we've probably raised $500 through the coffee. That'll go towards paying that money that's already gone out. So, hey, help yourself to a coffee. It all goes to mission in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday.